the Pro Wrestling Vault. 35 short stories, including Harley Race, Ricky Morton, Tracy Smothers, and Tim Storm. Along with 300 photos from the independent scene. Taken from Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. Get your book today by going to WrestleVille.com or LanceByChance.com. WrestleVille, it's where wrestling lives. This is Kenny Casanova, and you're listening to the WrestleVille Podcast. You're listening to the Russellville Podcast. I'm your host, Vinny Berry, and today's guest is Kenny Casanova, professional wrestling author. How you doing, sir? Very good. Thank you for the invite to your town. I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. Hey, you know what? You could run for mayor, but I think there's another guy who's ahead of you that's a little more popular, so I might win. All right. Yeah. Well, just give me a cue in town. I'll be happy. Okay. You got it. You got it. Hey, man, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate you uh, taking the time, and I'm looking forward to talking to you. Uh, you have several wrestling books, and we will touch on that, but as the time that this podcast drops, your very new book will be coming out, and that book is called what, Kenny? Yeah, this is uh, Just a Dream, Just Incredible. I think people uh, did that. We've got P.J. Palacos' book coming out. Some people might remember him as Aldo Montoya um, and also from ECW days. Uh, if they weren't watching WWF, they might remember him as Just Incredible, the ECW champion. What was maybe your favorite part of working on this project with him? Jeez, you know, there was a lot of interesting stuff in there, but I think seeing his days back with the click, and I wasn't a huge Michaels fan, but I was a big Razor fan. Uh, just to learn that basically Razor Ramon took him under his wing and he, uh, just incredible, uh, PJ was sort of, uh, using Razor as his mentor for a, a, quite a period of time. So pretty interesting to see the behind the scenes of somebody who is brand new coming into the WWE locker room and, uh, just kind of stumbled into you know, uh, a really unique position for himself. Anytime that you can learn from somebody who spent so many, you know, so much time in the business as he did, and he had to, he kind of had to climb his way up to the top too. So, you know, if you can learn just a little bit faster for somebody that's been there uh, a little, little before you, uh, what a benefit that, that must have been for him, huh? Sure. I mean, he, pretty much saying throughout the book that he owes a lot of his early days to those guys and he would ride in the car. Actually, uh, he would drive the car. That was uh, kind of his role for a bit. He was too young to get into bars and too young to rent actually cars for himself. That's how young he actually was. He could drive, but he wasn't old enough to rent cars. But he was old enough to drive Razor, Shawn Michaels, Kevin Nash, and, uh, you know, and, and, six pack around some. So uh as he did, he would sit in the car and he said each each ride was like a, a lesson of school and he would listen and learn and he'd get some feedback in his matches and listen to what worked and what didn't work in other matches and so that that's how he kinda got sharpened out. Right. I had the opportunity to speak with him uh earlier this year and 
what a knowledgeable guy about professional wrestling. I mean, it, it was just what an intelligent conversation I had with him. Just he knows all the ins and all the outs and, you know, the do's and the don'ts and what works and what doesn't and why it does and why it doesn't, you know? Yeah, that's probably what led him to, you know, leave WWE and then walk into, uh, you know, a leadership role in the locker room uh, toward the the mid to tail end of uh, ECW. Uh, I mean, unfortunately, as we all know, when he when ECW ended and he went back to WWE, he went back. Uh, he left the idea of being the, uh, the the small the what do you call it the the, the big fish in a small pond, and uh, then he had to go back and compete against. Uh, you know, all these big, huge names and everything, and he kind of lost a step again. But um, when he was in ECW, he uh, he really showed that he could do all of that stuff. So um, I do think it would be an interesting story for people to check out. Oh, absolutely. I think his work in ECW was was amazing. And just to watch him perform the way that he did at the at the level that he did, you know, that's that was when I discovered him. I didn't know him in WWE when he started out there as Auto. So, you know, when he went to ECW, that was my first introduction to him. And, you know, what a what a first impression he made on me, you know? Right. Yeah, I think you booked him in ECW, you know, in a time when they had a lot of the garbage type wrestlers going on and he was there to actually bring up the street cred to bring up the, uh, the wrestling side of things and to increase, you know, the more, uh, intensity and good wrestling in, in the ECW matches and stepped up and made it happen. So, um, yeah, I think he, he filled his role out pretty well. And then when they teamed him with, uh, Lance Storm, that was even better. Lance, by the way, does the, the forward for the book. So you'll get to see. Uh, if you read that, their uh, relationship early on, Lance Storm was actually his trainer uh, up in Canada. Lance Storm was one of the main trainers for uh, the Hart, um, I guess you'd call it the, not really Stu Dun- Hart's uh, uh, deal at this point. Yeah, it wasn't really the dungeon at that point. It was more the Hart brothers training camp because they kind of took over for him. But, okay. and, and within that, it was Lance Storm and Chris Jericho pretty much teaching uh DJ Walker. So. As you were working on this project, was there any challenges or anything that you came across that, you know, maybe you didn't know or you, you found out, maybe something that surprised you? What was what was the process like on this on this book? Uh yeah, so there's a, a lot of times what I do is um I'll listen to the different interviews that I can find that he's done already so I can hear the questions that have been answered and the uh, uh, the stuff that's out there already about him and then try to ask other questions and get the other stuff that, you know, I don't think has been out there. So that way uh, I can take the old stuff and put it with new stuff and then really get a good, um, you know, rounded uh, look at his career. Um, so... Uh, doing a lot of research. I got a guy out there named Jim, uh, Ruinwine who, who does some timeline stuff for me. So he goes through and he finds all of the, um, did he do that for Lance's book? I forget if I, if I had him help with that. No. He does, he makes these timelines where he, uh, gets all the results in all the different locations and everyone who, you know, um, 
a particular wrestler has worked with, um, puts it all together. Uh, you know, so go, going through that as I'm interviewing him, he said there were a number of times where he's like, geez, I forgot that I even wrestled with that guy. And, you know, uh, uh, it would kind of open up different areas to do different research and stuff that we hadn't really even thought about. So, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting the way that, that, uh, I, I'll put together a 400 page book. Right now I'm doing the same thing with, uh, ODB, who is, if people remember, she was, uh, a female, uh, knockout champ for Impact. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, kind of funny in that, just randomly I get a, a mail, you know, an email from Mick Foley, who helped me with a lot of my other books. Uh, he wrote the foreword for, uh, Kamala's book for one, one of the first books I put out. And he's helped me out with some other quotes and different things. Uh, we did a coloring book for Mick Foley. So when he sends me an email saying, hey, uh, ODV wants to do a book, and I, and I said I could maybe hook her up with an author. He's like, would you do me a favor and work with her? And I'm like, geez, she wasn't really who I was thinking to do, but Mick Foley's going to ask me to write a book. I'm not going to say no, probably. <laughs> so I started working with her, and that's been doing the same process I've doing with Just Incredible. And uh, uh seems to be my thing, I think, now. <laughs> yeah, that, that should be an interesting that that should be an interesting story. And she's an entrepreneur, too, right? Yeah, she's uh, got a food truck kind of deal going on, and she's always had these various uh, side hustles, like bartender while she was on TV as a wrestler. So people would actually come into the bar, and you know they might be looking up at some wrestling on TV, and there she is behind the bar, you know, sometimes. And uh, uh, her food truck deal during the year, she's up in Minnesota. Uh, she'll drive around in the warm months and. Um, you know, to go to different fairs and different events and also just kind of do a regular round and uh sell. She's got kind of like a, you know, barbecue fair type stuff like pulled pork and brisket and, uh you know, cups of uh different beefs and pork and <laughs> stuff that she sells. It's, a, it's pretty neat. So she's got her own sauce out there. Uh, so we just figured, hey, you know, get the book out and go have another piece of merchandise. Kind of my thing is to help guys kind of rebrand, get a book together, and then maybe settle some other things on the side as well. So, so she'll be yeah. the first girl uh, that I've, I've worked with for, you know, a story. And you have worked with quite a few uh, big-name wrestlers. Do you want to you wanna go ahead and tell that Yeah, tell that now? So, yeah. Yeah, so I started with Kamala. Uh, he unfortunately lost both legs to uh, diabetes, and uh, we decided to try to put a Kickstarter together to help him, and the reward would be a book. Then after that, it did so well for him that uh took that formula and started applying it to other wrestlers. They did uh, Danger, uh, Dangerous Danny Davis, the, the referee, uh, that was with the Hart Foundation for, like, WrestleMania 3, that some people might remember. Did that one a little differently. Uh, did that one more as, like, a young adult kind of novel. It's a little shorter book, more of an inspirational, do the right thing, develop a work ethic uh, kind of book. Um, after that, did Bruce Beefcake's book. Uh, then we did... Uh, Big Van Vader, uh, Sabu, uh, Tito Santana, and Just Incredibles, as you're listening to this, should be uh, out about now. Um, so take a look for that at wohw.com. Top of that, I got a couple of coloring books for a line called uh, Blood Time Stories, which pits the wrestlers against uh, like fairy tales. So we have uh, Cactus Jack and the Beanstalk, 
Uh, we have Demolition on Mars, which kind of uh, satires the old sci-fi stuff from the 50s. And we also have Sabu versus the Three Pigs. And right now we're working on uh, the Good Brothers, which is Luke Gallows and Carl uh, Anderson. Um, Goodzilla is what we're calling it. It's, it's those guys fighting Godzilla, uh, well, a version of Godzilla. <laughs> so You've got the yeah. Iron Hot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's, That's good. So what what do you see people when people pick up this just incredible book? What do you what do you think they're gonna be most surprised by? Or what what do you think that you want them to get out of this? He's pretty honest. And uh, you know, he, as some wrestlers, uh what happened and he's told this story many times before, so it's no real secret. Uh, you know, they worked such a crazy schedule in WWE that uh, they needed other things to help them get by in some cases. Uh, you know, the bodies were beat, so they would take cortisone and sometimes pain pills. And sometimes they started to really beat on themselves and get addicted to pain pills and various things. Uh, so he's pretty, um, he's pretty honest in what happened to him, uh, and how he's had a horrible struggle ever since he was a young kid, you know, starting out in WWE and, uh, uh, he got engaged in some of the painkiller deals, um, you know, and getting off of this type of stuff. So, um, being able to read, you know, kind of like, uh, it's a double-edged sword, you know, you're traveling all over the world and you're a bit of a superstar and people know you and they want your autograph and they want to spend time with you and they want to watch you on TV. Um, but at the same time, uh, he's got this other dark side of, uh, you know, um, <laughs> trying to uh, get away from the, the demons and stuff that um, seem to haunt him and uh, suffer, suffers from some um, mental health issues and uh, the like. So um, I think it's pretty interesting, and it, he sends a strong message toward the end of the book that if you have these problems, address them, you know, try to find help for that and try to, uh, reach out to different people and don't bottle it up and don't uh, just let it eat away at you. And uh, I think toward the end of the book, he's he's learned a lot of that through life and he's uh, finding his way out of that to some degree. So. That's good. That's good. So good. There's there's some hope and there's always some hope for somebody else too, right? There's someone who might be struggling with the same issues. Right. He says something like if one person can read the book and and, uh, you know, learn something or take something from it that's going to help them, then they'll feel like he accomplished something here. So. Good. And uh, anything else that you want to tell us about the book? Uh, well, again, we'll uh, have autographed copies. Uh, we're do- we did a pre-order contest, which will be fun, where uh, a certain number of people who pre-ordered the book will get a, uh, an, auto- an Aldo Montoya uh, mask. Uh, along with the book kind of randomly. So uh, some people will have some fun little Christmas gift they can open up, I think, along the way. (laughs) Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, Yeah, that'd be very cool. Well, good deal. All right. Well, Kenny, we always like to keep it short here in Russellville because you know what? Your head can only hold what your butt can withstand. (laughs) Sounds about right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, hey, Kenny, thank you very much for coming on the show. And where can we get the book? 
you find me at WOHW.com, and it should also, by the time you hear this, uh, start showing up on Amazon. Well, Kenny, thank you very much for coming on the show today. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You're listening to the Russellville Podcast, where wrestling lives. remember Lance Von Erich from World Class Championship Wrestling? Read all about his career in Portland, in Dallas, and overseas in his book, Lance by Chance, Wrestling as a Von Erich. You'll read passages by Dusty Wolf, David Manning, and Kevin Von Erich. 25 chapters in all. You'll be surprised by what you read. Get your book at LanceByChance.com or on Amazon.